Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Flying. Got it. Oh. Here we are. I know. Okay. Uh, I love that robot lady's voice. Um, she's kind of—I don't know—she kind of does it for me. <laughs> I've never heard her before. She's new. I don't new update. Is new. Yeah. Um. Anyways, hi, kid. Hello. <laughs> I'm Mart here. I'm C Tepper. And this is. Waking out. <laughs> I didn't want to break the sound barrier as that we do can. every episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, welcome to our, I guess this will be our first episode in November, which is exciting. Happy November. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. Here. Oh, yeah. I hope. Oh yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We're, we're closing in on a, the glorious year that is 2021. Gotta love November. Uh <laughs> This, this people have shut off already let's get to I our guests um, <laughs> caitlin who are we doing today who are we talking to today our second drag king ever we are very excited about this and their first <laughs> interview on a podcast Woo, breaking <laughs> cherries it is richard, richard. Hello. hello 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 i'm excited to be here oh, Yay, we're excited to have you um i've been well We've been friends for a little bit, but I'm I'm a big fan of you, so I'm glad you decided to come on our little podcast. So, especially to um, learn more about you, very excited. Um, and uh, we, the world needs more drag king content, so I'm glad we can. Um, We're slowly provide a little. Pro- slowly providing it. Yeah, slowly <laughs> but surely, we're getting there. But. So the first question we ask every guest: How was your pandemic? Um, you know, both like, I mean, it was terrible, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) There were, I guess, moments you look back at now and you're kind of grateful for the time um, because I've got to just like learn new skills that I wouldn't have been able to um, if I wasn't locked in a room for how long was it? Six months, nine months, I don't know. Time is irrelevant now. Doesn't exist. Yeah, like it was it it was hard on mental health as it was for everybody, but um I did do a lot of creating, which I wouldn't have if um I wasn't. So that's good to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, To be quite honest, I think this year for me personally has been worse, but (laughs) since we're coming very close. Almost two years of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it was worse. Caitlin, Caitlin's giving me a look right now, but this year <laughs> is much worse for me personally. But um, yeah, um, but I'm glad we're all coming out of it, kind of, um, and putting those creative juices out on the world. So mm-hmm. that's my little so, piece. Yeah. <laughs> so going back in time, where are you from originally? I'm from Astoria, Queens. Ah. Native New Yorker in the house. Native Native New Yorker. Um, Yeah, from Queens. Um, Did live in Long Island for six months and terrible. So (laughs) I'm back here, but yeah. How was it growing up in Queens? Um, I guess I have nothing else to compare it to. So um, it was cool just like having access to the city um, as a kid. Um, And then also just... You know getting into the different types of trouble you can get into as a kid who has access to Manhattan. Um, <laughs> Any uh, crazy stories? <laughs> probably, yeah. I feel like when I was like maybe 17, 18, my friend was in esthetician school with somebody who used to be a club kid. Mm-hmm. So we would go to like whatever was left over of the club uh, in that time mm-hmm. in those parties um mm-hmm. so that was fun but yeah brain doesn't work as well as it used to so <laughs> i can't pull up any memories. that's because you had too much fun <laughs> too much fun, yeah. <laughs> um and you still live in astoria right i, I know you're in Astoria. Yeah. yeah oh that's cute 
Um, how does it feel about being a queerdo in your like home neighborhood still? Um, I mean, that's a that's a good question um, because I guess a lot of people move to New York to kind of escape their hometowns, mm-hmm. and I can't. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like on one hand, like. New York is like just amazing and you get to meet all these amazing people um, from all different walks of life. Um, but at the same time, I still have like, I can turn the corner and see somebody I went to high school with or I can be working or even performing and see somebody I went to kindergarten with and I'm just like, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's something I think a lot about. Um, where I wish I experienced New York in a way that is not Out the way I'm experiencing it now. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I would feel a lot more free here, but I don't. Yeah. Would you ever move? Um, I love the idea of it, but I just don't know what I would do anywhere else. Like, I'd love to move upstate, but then realistically, I'm like, I've only ever lived in a city. What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair. who knows who knows what's in the cards but i guess for now i'm here in queens <laughs> <laughs> so how did you find drag how did you get into it <laughs> um so i guess like richard has always been a character of mine mm-hmm. um from when i was very young i would dress up like richard um i had a group of I'm very grateful for my group of very strange friends that i met in high school um who would also dress up and do weird stuff with me, but we all, um, yeah, I guess that's like when this like idea of like, oh, I can dress up as this male character and kind of display these like ridiculous male archetypes. Um, but to like officially have gotten into drag, um, I guess so, um, full transparency, I'm sober, I'm six years sober. And in the process of getting sober, I would not like, I could not stop thinking about drag and doing drag because I had seen uh, Venus Boys when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's amazing. You should watch it if you haven't. I agree. Um, <laughs> so then I don't know, I don't know what happened, but that's like what I fixated on um, in the process of getting sober. So I had done my first performance as Richard <laughs> in an AA talent show in Long Island. <laughs> wow. That's um, a first. I love uh... <laughs> Like, I, I don't know, it was it was an experience. I'm grateful for it because there were people there, they were cheering me on. Um, definitely feels like it wasn't the right type of venue for what I do, but um, it was a good place to like rip off that Band-Aid. Um, and then I guess fast forward another two years, I met Sweaty Eddie. We met previous to me ever starting drag and he had mentioned that he was a drag king. And I was like, how do I do that here in New York City? Um, and he helped me sign up for the Mix Nobody con- uh, pageant. Mm-hmm. Now, again, time is confusing and I don't remember <laughs> what year it was, but. Um, 2019? I think it was either 2017 or 2018. Oh, it's yeah. an early one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, one of those. I think I was in 2018. So maybe, I don't remember that they all year. blur together the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here too long where I'm just like, oh, I don't know, it happened a year. <laughs> so I feel you um and I, to watch your journey since then because um, I think that's when around that time is when I um first yeah. met you too yeah that sounds familiar but um I love y'all's um you and Sweaty's relationship both as drag beings it's yeah. very very nice <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of them I guess um how what did you, I guess, learn from Sweaty and um, how to get into drag and um, becoming a drag king and such? Well, I'm just, I'm very grateful for Sweaty Eddie because, I mean, he's taught me a lot. And not only just drag, just like also with art um, and life, you know, um, but he really helped me like learn um, how to make mixes and like really like take your my ideas that were in my head and like make them make them real again you know um so um he guided me through that whole process and kind of coached me um because I, I had made this like insane mix that had like 
four different songs and different like audio tracks and like different reveals. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so without him, I would not be the Richard you see today. Yes. <laughs> How did you decide on the name Richard? Um, well, Richard is short for Dick. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I had previously had a last name, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which, I, um, which I dropped because people couldn't pronounce it. Um, <laughs> I feel like that happens to a lot of drag performers. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, we just pull like a Madonna and just have like a one, a one name. Mm. Um, but the, I guess my last name used to be Dakako, so mm -hmm. it was just a giant like dick joke. My whole name. Um, I didn't. I don't know. I think a, an old friend had said this would make a great name for a drag king, and I, 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 yeah, stole I can it. use it. You stole it, it and you latched onto it. No, well, now I, I dropped it. the name, so I didn't yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel you about the mispronunciation of everything. So, yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. as a one word Madonna mm -hmm. girl myself. So I feel you. <laughs> it's giving share. It's giving share. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I think. Richard, um, it's kind of also um, one of those names you just hear, you're like, yes, it's a perfect name for Dread King. Cause it's just like, like um, when I first heard like Bob the Drag Queen, hilarious, never yeah. been done before, hysterical. And then when you just hear, and now Richard, like, yeah. yep, I get it. I get exactly what character I'm missing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I love your name um, and your drag. Um, and speaking of, um, what would the best descriptor of your drag be? Um, actually, so, I mean, I guess Richard takes on like many forms, but the underlying thing is I'm always like, Kind of displaying some type of male archetype or machismo. Um, I mean, I, I guess that's like where I like to go with it because it, at the end, it's a gender performance for me, and it's a way to like express um, a gender that I don't feel um, that I'm interested in, but not fully connected to in my my own life, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, see, I'm. I'm literally reading my bio right now. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think I am not good at answering this question. <laughs> Perfect. Well, if someone went to like a Richard show, like what type of numbers would they expect? Um, I mean, well, I always, I love to kind of throw people off with like some type of reveal, whether it be like something that's like, shocking that you're not expecting to see like I make um prosthetic balls which <laughs> Sweaty Eddie also helped me teach me how to make that um or just like I kind of take things in a direction that like really um, my intention is to like shock the audience um, mm -hmm. so um yeah <laughs> Do you have any other like illusions? Because I feel like every drag king has like different illusion like markers that make them different. Do you have any specific to you? I would probably say it's the balls. Really? And, yeah, it's like I guess uh, me and Sweaty Eddie were talking about how we're like one trick ponies, and Sweaty Eddie's known for his long, long, yeah, arm, mm -hmm. and I've got the long balls. But I'm trying, I'm trying to like step away from that in this next year um, oh. and like pull Richard into a different direction, but. Um, it, it, it has always been like shock humor to me, you know, mm -hmm. like, I think that's what, um, people going to a show who knew me could expect, mm -hmm. um, whether it be like, I have a number where I strip down to pony, but I turn into an actual pony. <laughs> <laughs> I have like, um, a number where I fuck a pie to the, which was my nobody's mm -hmm. number that I had done um things like that but yeah very american pie <laughs> oh my god not that <laughs> not that almost 20 year old reference <laughs> excuse me as a child of the 90s <laughs> i call you old the rest of the show but <laughs> um i'm very excited about to talk about our next topic before right before we go to break but um you are one of the founders of the cake boys um I think the only drag king collective in Manhattan yep. or New York. City. In New York, that. Um, yeah. Well, 
yeah, there are little pockets of collectives, but mm -hmm. um, when we had started, I think we were the first at that time. Mm -hmm. Not uh, previous, there were previous. Yeah. Um, tell me about that formation. What what triggered it? What has propelled um, it to its success? Yeah, everything. I, I, so I think it was kind of like, you know, I was doing drag for like maybe two years before we had formed it. Um, and just recognizing like, A, that there weren't any drag kings or things. Um, and also the amount of kind of disrespect <laughs> that I received as like a non-traditional drag queen performer. Um, oh. From things like straight up being told that I'm getting paid half of the booking fee. Um, like it was like, that's just a nonchalant thing. Like ah. it's like I was not respected in some certain spaces. And mm. um, it was a, during that time, one of my friends was like, well, if you don't have the space, you gotta create it yourself. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. I didn't, I like in forming it, I didn't think it would turn into what it did. Um, it was kind of just more of a thing like, let's just have some shows that'll be fun, that'll, that are like full of performers that are just like me, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And it's evolved over the last year and a half. I can't believe it's only been a year and a half. I know. Well. <laughs> Um, into this like beautiful thing that I'm very very grateful and happy for. Really... Yeah, um, I think um, we're gonna take our little break and we're gonna talk more about the Cake Boys and your all's success because you've had such a wild success after, like you said, a year and a half, and it's yeah. very great. <laughs> embarrassed to say that it's only been a year and a half. But... No, yeah, it definitely feels longer. <laughs> yeah, you guys feel like a like a staple already so um we're gonna be right back kids and take our little break um so i don't know go bye. get bye <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you telling them to do <laughs> i say like go get a drink or something but okay yeah they know what to do wig did you just say wig wig okay All right, and we're back. We're back. Oh, had a little, had a little jazzy moment. I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm just listen. Our transitions are like stupid, so I feel like, you know, keep our audience on edge. Keep them on our toes. We have an audience. Yes. Um, <laughs> Where? <laughs> it, it's me when I listen back to it. But honestly, it is. That's who it really is. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's get back into the full swing and interviewing Richard. Um. We mentioned it briefly in our first little segment, but the Nobody's Pageant 2019. Um. I do believe you're a finalist. Um, how was your, uh, and you've done other competitions as well, because uh, you were also a finalist and uh, mixed PK of the same year. <laughs> um, what's your experience with competitions? How do you, uh, how do you like them? How do you manage them? And oh, such? I hate doing them. <laughs> same. No, I, uh, you. <laughs> just, it, I don't know. It's a lot. You put so much into it, you know, and like, mm. um, well, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I always end up not in a good headspace after, which is like why I'm hesitant in joining. But I do have to say the nobodies was the best experience um, in a competition I could have ever asked for. And I'm very grateful um, they were there to provide that space for so many, um, so many artists, you know, so. Mm -hmm. um, I love them dearly. I got dinner with one of them fairly recently. Um, Eric, um, he's not listening, but. <laughs> So uh, I don't I don't know what that pageant is. What mm -hmm. makes that pageant unique compared to other like New York ones? Um, it was like it's meant for well, it, it, to me, it always felt like it wasn't like a, a, a drag pageant that you would normally go to, you know, or drag competition. It was kind of for the freaks and weirdos. Um, and you would have like such a broad range of um, types of performers competing like people have been doing it for years and years people who have done it 
for the first time ever. Um, so it, signing up for that one was a lot more comfortable for me, just like knowing um, that there were so many different types of performers, different levels and ranges of like experience. Um, and you would see a lot of like weird stuff, mm-hmm. which I love, um, which you <laughs> don't necessarily see in many other spaces. So at that time too, especially. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a hundred years ago, but it's before, literally <laughs> pre-pandemic, the, pre-pandemic, the before time. <laughs> um, yeah, that that space, um, the nobodies do a really good job at like opening yeah. it up to everybody, and you'll get some wild cards um, in there, um, and it's literally forget their what they rank you off of, but um, it's kind of I think they have like an ick factor, like a what, <laughs> like a does this make us like not uncomfortable but just sort of like interesting I don't know it was like it wasn't like an it factor but it was like an ick factor (laughs) don't go yeah um they're sweethearts um what was um do you mind telling uh our audience your um both your preliminary performances um and both mix bk and miss uh mix nobody um that got you into the finale um so I'm like mixing them both up in my mind. <laughs> I th- so I think my all right um, my mixed BK number that got me into the finale um, was the first time I used because I always wanted to use video um, mm-hmm. and I had shot an an episode of Intervention with Richard and his entire family played by me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I do remember that. I think like the gag of it was that I, in the end of the intervention, I run out, and you follow me running, and then I run into the bar, and then mm-hmm. as the video is me running into the bar, I ran into the bar. I love that. <laughs> that was a fun like gag that I really want to do again, but it just takes a little bit of work when you're mm-hmm. doing a number. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Or now I can't even remember. Is that was that for Mixby? Yeah, that was for Mix BK. What did I do for the nobodies? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I think I, d- I did another video actually of and now I can't remember if this was the finale or my preliminary number, mm-hmm. but um it was where I played my mother, Richard's mother. Ah. I, bl- I think that was a, a Mix BK finale, because I do remember that specifically too. Are you definitely playing a different character than Richard at the finale? I don't even know. <laughs> I love this like very fluid timeline of events. I mean, <laughs> it works. Here, so, yeah. and I think they were like similar stories. Like one of mm-hmm. them was, it was my, I, I had a video of my mom and my, my high school friend played um, the other mother and my friend, I don't know, it was, you know. It was fun. And then I did a lip sync number where I turned from Richard into my mother. Oh. Magnifique. Yes. Oh. A boy's worst cool. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that was fun because I was just like my first experience in using video with drag, mm-hmm. which like helped me get through the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that it like it really worked out, like crossing yeah. over once the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um because y'all during the pandemic y'all used to do virtual cake boy shows mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. um i believe i watched the halloween one um as it was airing <laughs> but um how was navigating um video stuff during the pandemic and also um putting a, a massive production on like that because you um your efforts ended up with you getting a nomination for the Glam Awards. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was, I, I literally learned how to use, I was like starting to learn how to use like After Effects and Adobe Premiere and stuff um, with the year prior um, with like the Nobodies and Mix BK com- uh, competitions, but I really um, focused in and learned so much in the pandemic. Um, um, on how to like, I started learning how to animate and how to edit and how to color grade film. Um, and um, yeah, I, I feel like that was really like creating those shows 
the cake night show, which is like, it'll be a year on the October 28th, I guess, um, that we aired that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful for that experience and the other producers and everybody who was part of it. Um, cause it really kind of turned out pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, y'all's was, um, one of the highlights cause, uh, at a, under a sea of digital drag and Twitch shows and such, um, I think y'all brought a very special, um, place to the digital landscape, um, especially with some of the talent that you all have like accrued on the cake boys. So, um, do you mind, um, maybe listing off some of the members of the cake boys um so people can better have an understanding of who they are so um the the there's right now there's four producers mm-hmm. uh, it's me muscles monty sweaty eddie and scenario um and then when we were previously pre-pandemic before times mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we were producing with gem and nemesis as well mm-hmm. uh, still performs in a lot of our shows and helps us out um but we like to call it more of like a network than a collective. Okay. Because if people perform with us, you're a cake boy because mm-hmm. the intention of creating the space was to like have a space where we felt like we belonged. Um, and we want to extend that to people. And a lot of like with like the cake night shows that we've done, um, we involve the performers in like creating their scene. So it would, it would be like, okay, we would write the script out. That's another thing. All of our, even our, our shows pre-pandemic were scripted slightly. So they were telling a storyline. So we brought that into the Cake Night show. Um, yeah, so we would write out the script. We'd tell people like what kind of general idea of what they, we want them to do. And then we'd have like meetings with them to kind of develop a plot line um, for what's happening in that moment. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm working and getting to know people a little bit better, um, especially when you're so isolated. Yeah. Um, I, we probably should have asked this at the top of the show when we mentioned them, but um, what is your definition of a cake boy? Anybody who wants to be. <laughs> um, yeah, if you, it's, it's just, we started out of that feeling of like not belonging. So we want that, that space for people um, to feel welcome and I feel like we've accomplished that by just talking to people um, who come to our shows being like I've I've never seen this before I've never experienced this I've never been in a place where I feel like people liked my drag which is it's sad um, because these people are performers are incredibly talented um, and just don't get like the recognition or even a booking because um, that's not what people know drag to be in media right now which is yeah one of my goals to change you know yeah well i kind of like the idea that it's um it's very theatrical because i mean drag is obviously theatrical but i think a lot of drag in new york is just people doing numbers yeah getting on stage and then leaving the stage and i like that there's like an actual storyline thought out ahead of time that's Mm -hmm. definitely unique currently (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into the different shows that the cake boys have done Mm -hmm. um what can you tell us about King and Things Showcase at Albatross in Astoria? Um, so it actually wasn't done by us. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was produced by um, Astoria Lestrange. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but amazing show. I will support it if you're in Astoria. Um, I, I forgot what Sunday it is, but it's once a month, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I know you... You just participated in Takes the Cake, the New York City Drag King and Thing competition. And that was multiple weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was our, um, our most recent production. Um, and that was four weeks of elimination rounds and one finale round. Um, and it was, it was wildly successful, which was mm. shocking because we didn't think that would happen, but. <laughs> Where was that, in Astoria? Um, no, so we did it at Purgatory, which is an amazing venue. Shout out to Purgatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful venue. We shot the, the Cake Night show there too as well. Um, and um, I, I really appreciate Tess, who's one of the owners, um, who is just very accepting and um, supportive of us. Um, so we shot it at, Pur- we did it at Purgatory. And then because each week was selling out so fast, we had to move the finale to $3 bill. Oh, wow. 
because we needed a larger space for people to see what um, just be able to go because um, yeah, we were selling out two weeks before the sh each show. Oh my God. Yeah. Congrats. That's huge. <laughs> There's definitely a like need for it. I feel yeah. like. It was initially only three weeks too. Oh. And we had announced it and it, the slots filled up within a day. So we were like, uh, we were expecting 20 people to sign up for this. We need to add another week. Um, so. <laughs> um, I do think we were kind of or starved for like competitions too, like large scale competitions. Like y'all are having like several weeks and stuff. Cause after the pandemic, like a lot of them either ended and haven't come back or like, so um, it was very much needed in the community. And so very thankful that you um, brought a lot of new talent out into the forefront. Um, who won? Klondike, who's amazing. Um, they have a show coming up at, at Purgatory on the 30th. Mm -hmm. I just saw a flyer for it. Yeah, they're, they're like an incredible, captivating, hilarious, just amazing. Like, I don't know, you watch them and you're just like, whoa, like what? I don't know. So yeah. good. That's all. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't wait well, to go. They were great for sure. Yeah. So you've also participated in single cut Manmosa, the only all drag king and thing drag brunch. Where is that? <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, so single cuts here in Astoria. It's a brewery. Oh. And pre-pandemic, we had started a drag king brunch, which is the only one in New York City, um, I think still at this time. Um, and they asked us to come back, they're amazing. Um, so we did one um, in the summertime, forgot when it was, July, just time makes no sense still. <laughs> July or August we had done it um, and we're actually coming back on November 21st for the next one. Oh my God, so soon. That's what exciting. can people expect at a Drag King brunch? What makes it different? <laughs> Well, it's just the, the performers. Um, mm -hmm. So there are no drag queens in our lineup. Mm -hmm. um, not to say maybe one day we might. I don't know. I'm not going to exclude anybody, you know. But <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's just a great, it's a fun show. It's during the day. It's not late. Mm. Um, a nice venue. Um, but yeah, you can expect what you might see in a typical drag show mm. uh, with an, a cast of all drag kings and things. Um, who is in the current lineup for the um, So we haven't, um, I haven't reached out to them yet. Oral <laughs> <laughs> surgery, which sucked. But so far, it's going to be Klondike. Um, uh, and I think we've talked to Tuna Melt and we're going to have the other two top four from the competition, um, King Charm Her and um, them. I haven't asked them yet, though. So. They're listening. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you for to do a gig next month. But. Beautiful. <laughs> um, and and then most recently, um, y'all were um, you did a Bushwick takeover for the 10th anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, how did that come about? Um, and how did it go? I know personally there was some um, surgery that happened um and I'm, uh, i hope you're doing better but yeah i am i remember talking to you about it so how was the experience um well i woke up at 10 a.m on the day of bushwick and my face was looking i looked like jay leno on one side like I well, no. and apparently i had four absences in my mouth oh, God. So i spent my bushwick in elmhurst hospital oh poor baby oh my god Especially like the number that I had created, I spent a lot of time, money, energy, effort um, into making, and I um, have not performed it. But that's for that next year. Yeah. I was not there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but have you done Bushwick in the past? I have. Yeah. Um, okay. The Cake Boys did the fam party in. Mm -hmm. For Pride, which was um, a fun time, um, and I've done like Bushwick for two years before, like the two previous Bushwigs. Yeah. So it's always nice, like performing on the a big stage. Um, I would like to say that they should be booking more drag kings, um, but hopefully they will. That will change. 
over time. Yeah. yeah um, I think there's been a lot of outcry in the from this past one about performers and such. So I hopefully they'll we'll get some changes in the lineups in the future and such. So here's hoping. But um yeah, I do remember talking to you um night one of Bushwig. Um we had a little moment and that was nice. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> um because I was having a very blah day because I was very stressed out about the next following day. But um yeah you were a nice little treat to uh, talk to. Um, up on Tylenol all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> from that. I had a bunch of teeth pulled. Ah. Oh, my God. You poor thing. No, still have to. Yeah. Are you, oh. you doing better now, though, for the most part? Um, well, it's, I have, like, nerve damage in my face. Oh. Um, my face for a while. Oh, my God. Like, when your teeth fall asleep, that's how my, like, but it's like to a point where you can't tell, like I can move my mouth. Right? Mm. Like, I have that with my bottom lip. Um, on, uh, it's like right here. Yeah. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe. My It's like much smaller. It's just like a corner of my bottom lip and then um, comes down to like a little bit past my chin. Maybe. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Dental bonding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on that note <laughs> i think we should take our last little break last and break. um we'll get into our little wrap-up we'll be right back kids bye, bye. okay Welcome back to our little show. Thank you for continuing watching and listening. I always say watching. I don't, there's <laughs> not a, they think you think everyone's like in our zoom call. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know why, but you know, here we are. Anyways, it's our last little part of our interview. Um, it's my favorite part. Cause it's a nice little come down, nice little, some questions that are nice, but um, okay. <laughs> Let me compliment ourselves, Caitlin. <laughs> I like this episode because I'm kind of letting you take the reins on this one. Thank you. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy not having to do as much work. <laughs> um, okay, Richard. Um, yeah. what, besides maybe the Cake Boys, because they're all lovely people, what are like some drag kings? I think you briefly mentioned Venus Boys, but. Um, what other drag kings in the past like inspired you or continue to inspire you? Um, well, um, hands down, Moby Dick, which is from the documentary. He's That's right. Watching um, Venus Boys, like, and I saw that before it even came out or even knew mm-hmm. it was queer in any way. Like, I was just obsessed with it and watched it multiple times. It's um, very good. Such mm-hmm. a good documentary. Um, and I actually like, and also Dread, who's also in Venus Boys. Um, Dread unfortunately passed away mm. last year. So I went, or maybe I guess it was pre, right before the pandemic happened. Um, and I went to their memorial, and I actually met Moby Dick, and oh wow, I'm like a little bit of a mentor to me, which was cool. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I have phone calls with him, which is wild. Um, um, but then aside from like Moby Dick, there are so many performers. Um, I love um, Rusty Hammer. You know who that is? Mm-mm. They do yeah. these like, she does this like 70s, like sleazy, but like smooth drag king on roller skates. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's also Jarvis Hammer is another one. Um, um, I, we actually got to book this performer because they were in town with one of the competitions, Magic Dyke, who mm-hmm. is incredible, just like the, their movement um, and like the way they like capture and hold the stage um, and for being able to like get booked last minute when you're on a vacation in New York City to pull together a drag look and number, um, they mm-hmm. killed it. So um, there are so many like drag kings, I guess, to cross. 
U.S. and beyond that yeah. I look up to and admire. Sure. It's surprising to me how many drag kings there are around the world because I yeah. I don't know why it surprises me, but yeah, in other cities there's like way more. And like, oh, a hundred percent. And they're like they have here. I feel like there's like a little bit of a disconnect between the drag queens and drag kings. Mm-hmm. I agree. But if you look at like I I'm, I speak with like uh, Johnny Gentleman in L.A. Um, a bit and just like seeing um, what he's booked in and like. How he speaks of the community, I'm like, oh, you know, I wish we kind of had that here. Um, maybe one day, you know. I agree. I think it's too Fingers disconnected. Crossed. No, I yeah. agree. Um, unfortunately, um, we're we'll get there eventually. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of your mentors, um, do you um, are there any drag kings maybe in our current scene that um, our audience and we should know about? Should we be on the lookout? They- Yes, anybody that was in our competition. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like blown away that like people that took the stage for the first time. Um, really, I say look look out for Lucky Pierre, who kills it with like the looks, numbers, everything. Klondike, um, King Charmer, Bucket, um, King Charmer and Bucket are my new drag children. Oh, uh, <laughs> there are many like drag kings to like be a parent I don't don't know it's a weird thing I'm figuring it out but Mm. um, also amazing I don't want to miss anybody by like saying oh tuna melt Mm. amazing um full production on stage um yeah anybody that was really in that competition I Mm. don't want to miss anybody um I could go on kind of for hours on yeah (laughs) no there's a lot of talent in that lineup those several lineups I guess (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, one, would you ever do Dragula, or two, do you think like drag kings should have their own like competition show on the same level as like Drag Race or Dragula that you would like to see? I would never do Dragula. <laughs> I would never want to be on TV in yeah. a way like that, like in a competition show. Um, but I do agree that there should be um, a drag another drag king or thing competition show on the level of Dragular RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, yeah. I don't want RuPaul putting drag kings on the show. Because I was going to ask that. <laughs> sorry, I jumped ahead. No, 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 no do you're it. I, yeah, that's good. I always like when people yeah. are, are on the same wavelength. <laughs> like, I don't want drag kings on RuPaul's Drag Race because that's not what RuPaul's Drag Race, like, I don't want it making money off of that. You know, ah. like I want a drag king, a drag thing to come up and get, um, receive the success that um, RuPaul or Drag Dragula has had by creating their own show. Um, yeah. And that's what I'd like to see in the future. Um, like, of course I want drag kings and things on television. Yeah. Um, I also would like to see drag in media in a different way that's not a competition because it's all we see right now. I agree. Okay. Um, I think there's been talks. I think we've had talks of like uh, housewives type show of like drag performers, <laughs> which I think would be kind of interesting. That would, um, I would that in a yeah, yeah. Because um, put us, honestly, you put a bunch of performers in backstage uh, and shit happens. <laughs> it'd just be like a reality show backstage of like, I don't know, some bar. Yeah, uh, would be perfect. That's my dream someone make it i don't know i'll watch but you make it <laughs> oh my yeah. god not this um, <laughs> um i do believe it is not no. my question just no, we're nowhere near your question girl calm down <laughs> uh do you have any future co- projects to promote that are coming up um yeah i mean i mean like i'm in a couple shows coming up um we're i'm really excited that we got to speak with me and muscle spoke with um, have you heard of Dave's Lesbian Bar? It sounds familiar. Uh, amazing human being who's trying to create a lesbian bar here in Astoria. Um, so they've been doing pop-ups in the street and it's like, it's really cool. So I, I'll be joining them on the 30th. And then also um, I'm not performing, but I'm going to support Klondike show on the 30th as well. Um, Uncle Freak has a show this Friday. 
the Freak Affair, and the Cell Theater. Sorry, my calendars are right here. I'm reading off. No, you're good. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, I think, well, for the Cake Boys, we are actually rolling. I'm really excited about this because um, with the competition, there were so many performers, and we still want to, like, hold that space for new performers to come out and do their thing or take the stage for the first time. So we are rolling out a monthly open set, Drag King and Thing open set show Ooh. at Club Coming on every second Friday of the month. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's great. So, um, the first one's going to be November 12th. Um, I am working on the flyer right after this. So hopefully we'll be announcing it in the next few days. Um, so I'm very excited. And oh, November 6th, the Boy Package Fashion Show at $3 Bill. Ooh. Beautiful. Love, love, love. So what is the best advice you've been given about doing drag? Mm. I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's, nobody's like, I feel like when this question you, you want to hear like a good quote. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you ha- do you keep anything in mind when you're performing? I feel like uh, one thing I do is blackout. <laughs> it's, it's not that I'm like not present. Like, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's like you, I think as a performer, when you get on stage, you can't, you have to go into this like mode, you know, mm-hmm. to get through your number, especially like you don't want your, your face to give away if something messed up or if you, um, you want to be able to like pick up um if you if you've lost a step or something so i definitely go into that um and i think like the best advice in my drag career that i've received is that if the space doesn't exist you have to create it for yourself because that's the one thing that's like always repeating my head and would help like push the cake boys out um and to all any new performers out there um if you don't have that stage unfortunately we have to create them so yeah um, and I'm here to support like any talking to a lot of the new performers, especially from the competition, um, to create their own shows, which I'm really excited to go support and see. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I do believe it is my time finally. Finally. Um, it's not my one question this time. Around, it's not. I know. I'm so proud of you. I know. Gross. Character growth. 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 <laughs> um, Richard. Yes. We prepped you a little bit, but <laughs> um, can you tell us uh tantalizing taint? Is that a good word? Tantalizing. Uh, taint, that one. Tale. Tantalizing. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Um, leave my leave my speech impediment alone. Um, <laughs> tale of shock, of scandal, um. Yeah of something crazy that has happened in nightlife that you've experienced, that you've heard about, something that That you witnessed. Yeah, something that sticks out in your head that you're like, I need to tell everybody about this. Now I'm like turning red. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) Um, Like, okay, so. All right. I think what the first thing that comes into my mind is a show me and Sweaty Eddie did. Um, we were asked to perform at Inferno. Yes. <laughs> which is, those who don't know, is a, a sex party that happens in, I think, Park Slope. I'm not sure. Park Slope. I think it doesn't exist anymore. Um, okay, I think, yeah. yeah, I think they ended it, but yeah. yes. So we performed um, and we did penetration on the stage as Santa and an elf. So. <laughs> Go off. Yes. Um, it was really funny. <laughs> if anybody wants to book us for Christmas, you can but I, I played Santa. Um, it was an elf. <laughs> I do remember hearing that about that because um, I think I don't think it was that year i might have been 2018 um i went to the one where shanita oh, yeah, and linda felcher were yeah. doing the yeah. nutcracker yeah i think linda had hooked us up with the gig so thank mm-hmm. you yeah yeah um what a weird environment to perform in so i'm I sure i love that <laughs> I love 
weird shadow. Uh, yeah. Um, rip in peace, Inferno. You'll be missed. But um, thank you. Sorry, <laughs> because that is one that um I, that sticks out in my mind. Just hearing about that because. <laughs> I think there's video somewhere. I don't know. I, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> Honestly, don't blame you. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I think we'll keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard, where do you want to take your drag in the future? Um, so I guess this past month of like not being able to perform or work, I've done a lot of thinking um, and I really want to like develop Richard into more of a, like a, a more broad type of performer. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently, I think I'm taking an improv class next week. I'm taking some salsa classes. I am th- I'm taking, looking into taking more dance classes um, because these are all things like that I've been interested in and I want to apply more to get Richard like out of that like shock drag king into like a more versatile um performer who can do a bunch of different things you know so um nervous but i'm excited yeah maybe some tap dancing i don't know fuck yeah i'm gonna do it that'd be amazing bring back (laughs) old 1940s hollywood glam leading men long balls you know long balls um Honestly, I'm not here for that. I love that transformation Me too. too. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being thank on you. our show. This wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. Good. I'm glad. You should have been scared. <laughs> we should have been terrified. <laughs> We're terrifying people. Um, where can the kids find you on the internet? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at call me dick with two K's. <laughs> and i believe the cake boys are at the cake boys yeah at uh, the underscore cake boys the underscore cake boys beautiful um thank you again for sitting down and yeah. talking to us really appreciate well, it um but i was martyr i see tepper and this was <laughs> it's still it's still wet out <laughs> you know, it, no matter what we do yeah. um bye kids I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.